suspicion he had simply plucked from the air. Bathog was about to reply when he slapped her. She placed her hand over the spot and stared at him, not sure what to do or say to escape his fury. I met no man, father. I ken no man, save for the few ye've brought home now and then. Tell me who he is. Father, I... He struck her again and she fell to her knees, dazed. She knew she needed to get up, that she was helpless, yet could not hold that thought in her head long enough to act on it. That last blow had come too close to sending her into unconsciousness. Then he kicked her, and she cried out in pain. Before he could kick her again, she was suddenly surrounded by dirty feet. Blinking to clear her vision, she saw that the boys had surrounded her, and she feared for them. Get out of my way, brats, their father growled. She has been with a man, rotten like a whore, just like her ma'am. Bathog made a noise, a denial she hastily smothered as she struggled to sit up. With Margaret along? asked Bean. You think she could be rotten with a man with a bairn strapped to her back? Bean's words appeared to stun her father as much as they did Bathog. Not only was Bean ridiculing the man's opinion, but he did so in a tone that made it no secret. Fear for him gave her the strength to struggle to her feet. You watch how you speak to me, boy. We need her to make the food, said Colin, and there was only a hint of scorn in his voice. She needs to get back to cooking. Her father grunted, but his gaze was narrowed as he studied the boys. She had the feeling he was suddenly thinking too much on how they were growing. Both Bean and Colin would soon tower over him, and they were visibly stronger. Bathog accepted the sad fact that she was going to have to try to plot a safe escape for them as well, and probably very soon. She got to her feet and brushed her skirts clean before returning to the stew. Her face hurt, the skin tightening as the swelling began. She badly wanted to place a cold cloth on it, but did not dare. Long ago she had learned that making a fuss over any injury he had inflicted just inspired him to make more, and lately the beatings had gotten more vicious. He seemed to take it as some insult that one would actually acknowledge the injury he had done you. One of her back teeth felt loose, and she prayed she would not lose it. As Bathog served the stew, she studied the boys. They watched both her father and her. Their gaze on their father was wary, and the one they cast her way now and then was watchful. She knew they were looking for some serious injuries, and so she made an effort to hide the many aches and pains she was suffering from. It was not easy, although she was accustomed to doing so. Her ribs ached with every move she made, but she was as certain as she could be that they were not broken. The boys watched her father so carefully she feared for them. They were making themselves a threat. He did not appear to notice it yet, but he would. He had already taken note of their size. It would soon matter a lot. He would notice, and then there would be trouble, the kind that could get one of them killed. She would have to talk to them soon, let them know she was aware of the truth as well. She quickly sat down next to Margaret. As she helped her sister eat, she studied the new boy her father had obtained. He was small, perhaps four or five years of age, maybe younger. Big brown eyes, wild, curly, reddish hair, and clean, he did not look like a street child. Innocent though he appeared, his presence made Bathog nervous. This was not some filthy street child he had dragged home. She braced herself to ask who the boy was, knowing that her father did not appreciate questions. Who is the lad? she asked, feeling her stomach not with fear and hating herself for that.
An orphan lad, her father replied, and she knew he lied. His name? she asked tentatively, hoping that by keeping her voice soft and respectful she would not raise his ire. Why do you want to can it? What does it matter? Nothing. I but thought it would be convenient. It'd be Cahon. Just Cahon. That be all you need to ken. He will stay with us now. Bathog recognized the little speech. It was the same one he had given with each brother. She could recall it now. Why had she never questioned it? It was plausible, except that her father was not a man who did good deeds like taking in orphaned children. They were always boys, too. Boys who were immediately put to work in the fields. Only Bean and Colin had been babies when they had appeared in her life, and he had said each one was her brother. Ignorant of such things as childbearing, she had never questioned it.